here? What am I doing here? We don't have buildings like this where I'm from. We don't have small little cities amongst the cities. Like there's like multiple downtowns in Los Angeles. There's not just the downtown. There's like a downtown Santa Monica and a downtown North Hollywood and a downtown Inglewood and a downtown here. I'm like, we don't have that. We got one downtown. We got one downtown. What you mean? I don't belong here. I'm Audacious Adri. I'm inching closer to my mid-30s and my knees couldn't agree more. I live in LA, my depression is cured, and I'm trying my hardest to find free parking. Let's navigate through our spiritual, physical, and mental health so we can live our best lives, yeah? Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Audacious Adri Show. I'm your girl, Adri, and we have honest conversations about your mental, your physical, and your spiritual health so you can what? Live your best life ever. Now, if you're nosy, <laughs> you can find me on social media at Audacious Adri Show on IG and on YouTube. And before y'all go in on me about YouTube, I'm telling y'all, Keep those notifications on. Click the bell for notifications because you never know when I might pop up with like a whole bunch of videos. I'm telling you, okay? What I what I lied to you, like what I lied to you. I'm telling you, just hold on. Y'all can't rush me now. Y'all can't rush. Y'all can't rush the magic, okay? <laughs> and you can find me tweeting about nonsense on Twitter at Audacious Adri. Oh, y'all. Oh my gosh, it's so wild not recording this show every week like I used to do when I first started. And I miss y'all so much in between. And I feel like so much happened. And at my age, <laughs> at my big age, I forget. Like, I just, there's so much that happens. Like, if you, I, I say it in the intro. And if you don't already know, I live in LA. And LA is just crazy. And there's always something going on. Like, not even like, oh, a celebrity did something. There's just like something, something will flip over on the, on the freaking freeway. Kamala Harris will be in town and stopping traffic. You know, somebody might, I don't know, dude, like just the most random stuff happens in this city. Like, I don't know, dude, like we get, we, a drought happens for years and years and years. And then all of a sudden groundbreaking rain happens. Like it, there's never a dull moment. So I forget a lot of things that happen. So I try my best to like do recaps for y'all. Cause like low key, very low key. I feel like my life like has these little cute moments of like being interesting. And it's so, it's so funny because like for maybe about seven years, I was very much an introvert and I loved being at the house. So like very much low key when the P happened, you know, when C happened, I was like, honestly, I'm prepared for this. I got all the snacks. I got all the the streaming services. I got the like I was at I had all the blankets, all the comfy clothes, all the skincare. Like I had everything I had ever needed. Like I literally lived my life to where if something like that happened, I would be prepared. Like no joke, like that is how I am. And when it happened, I was like, oh, finally a vacation. Like I've been needing a vacation. So I enjoyed being in the house. I had a nice little schedule. It was, you know, besides the like 
ridiculous trauma that I was experiencing at the time, like most of us. Like, honestly, other than the trauma, I was having a good time. So, like, for the most part, I like being in the house. But God did this thing, and he healed a lot of internalized trauma that I had, y'all. And, like, now I like people again. And, like, I love hanging out with people. But at the end of the day, I like being at the house. I like being in my bed. I like being in my robe. I like being in my covers. I like being in my bonnet. But, <laughs> um... I do, I do tend to like to do things. So like when I go out, like funny things happen. I like to meet people. I've never met a stranger. So there's always something going on. Um, a couple weekends ago, a friend, some friends of mine, we went to a silent disco, which I feel like I've talked about on here before. It's like where you, if you don't know, it's like where it's like a party, it's like a dance party and you wear these headphones and they generally have like three or more stations and then like three or more DJs. So like station A, Let's just say it'll play the oldies. Station B will say we'll play R&B and hip-hop. And Station C, which is the third DJ, will play, like, Top 40. So we went with a bunch of friends, and we had a blast. And if I haven't already said it on here, what I love about the Ugly Discos where we go, it's really fun. It's a free event, and I'm not sponsored by them. I just, I'm not even going to tell you where it is. It's just I have a lot of fun when I go. I like it because I've realized, like, our world is very divided our world is very segregated and for some reason like it brings a freaking soul tear to my eye to see a diverse group of people that do not know each other and like families and just dancing together no issues like we meet so many people and I did talk about how this one lady like honestly like she assaulted me like it was very wild but you know it was, like, I'm not making excuses for her. Like, I, I just was not trying to have it, like, ruin my night. I, she scurried away. I never, she scurried away like a little cockroach, and I never saw her again. Um, and you better believe I was, like, looking out for her this time. And, like, so I was, like, when, when people were, because, you know, people were, like, you kind of dance kind of close to each other. It's, like, post-COVID days. Like, we're starting to feel a little bit more human again. And, like, people kind of dance up to you, and I'm, like, uh-oh. You know what I mean? I was, like, oh, here come the Karens. Like, I didn't know if another Karen was going to try and get real close, but no, we had no issues. It was just really, really fun. And I love, like, I love just being able to, like, have fun. Like, it was, it was just, like, guilt, guilt-free fun. Burning calories, girl? Burning calories, dancing, meeting people, having a great, diverse, old, grand old time. So that was really great. And, like, especially out here, it tends to be, like, segregated in, like, certain areas. So it's just nice that, like, everybody can come together, no issues, safely, families, babies. Like, it. I just love it. Like, I remember the first time I went, there was, like, this little kid. He had to be, like, no older than three. He literally danced for the entire three hours that we were there. And he, like, didn't stop. He didn't want to leave. It was so cute. His parents were so adorable. And I think it's just, like, a really cute way to, like, get your kids, like, some exercise, some fun, some family fun for free night you know what I'm saying so that was fun what else have I been up to um oh my gosh so I went to this should I talk about this now or should I talk about this like in the next segment I'm gonna talk about it now so I went to this like leadership conference oh the night after yo like we had a late night that night like we we enjoyed ourselves like we had a time y'all we had a time like I feel like I'm kind of more in a corporate role in my job now and it, I haven't been in this kind of role in a really long time. I'm very much used to, like I've talked about before, being in beauty. Beauty is very creative. It's very colorful. You know, there's a lot of like, um, I don't know, just color and creativity and a lot of things that 
are not in like a corporate setting. And so I get very like, I don't know. I honestly haven't talked about this with my therapist yet and I don't know how to call it, but I'm just processing it here with y'all because I love y'all. And this is like, you know, this is like my, this is my space to be vulnerable, right? I get like claustrophobic like in an office and I'm not complaining I'm very grateful for what God has blessed me with it was totally God how I got this job you know and I just I'm just being real about it I get very claustrophobic in like an office and I've never like done a lot of corporate settings because I just I feel very like I just I don't know it's probably just like that creative side of myself and so like I love my coworkers, like the best part of the day is seeing all my coworkers are honestly the most amazing people. And, but for some reason, like on the weekends, I'm like ready to hang out. Like I'm not, maybe it's cause I'm not, you know what? Maybe I'm telling on myself, but I just have so much energy by the end of the weekend. I just like want to see my friends. So we had a really great time that night. And the next morning at freaking, I had to be at the, at the venue at eight 30 the next morning for a leadership conference. And y'all, I barely made it, but by the grace of God, I got up. And when I tell y'all, I'm so glad I went because I thought to myself, honestly, all I want to do right now is sleep. Like, what am I missing? I've been to so many leadership things. My church and also my place of employment in New York used to have the most iconic, um, leadership conferences and, and, and leadership, um, seminars and things like that. So I was like, uh, you know, I've, I mean, I've read John Maxwell's books. Like I've, I've took a, I took a leadership, you know, course in college. I studied business and management. I'm like, Hey, you know, like, the definition of an unteachable spirit, right? So rebuked, rebuked, right? So I go to this conference or this like leadership uh, seminar and it was like, honestly, life-changing, life-changing. I'll tell you like the top three things. I'll say four things that I learned from it. One of the things that I learned from it was just seeing um, a staff of people. Most of them were were students in a doctoral program and they ran it. They ended up, they applied to a grant to put this, um, to put this seminar on and they ended up not getting the money. So they did it anyways. And they were just like, you know, we wanted to serve, like we really wanted to serve. We wanted to do, we wanted to just do something. We didn't allow the, the, the denial of the money. Like we didn't, we didn't allow it to rain on our parade. We, we had, we had this mission of building leaders and we don't want to let, you know, a little bit of money stop us. And I'm so glad that they persevered because it really, really, really had an impact on me and the, and the women that I was with. So I like the first thing I, I got from it was like, dude, push through. Like if it's something that, if you have a purpose, you know, I'm like, y'all know I'm gonna talk about purpose. Cause that's what I do. Okay. We're going to talk about purpose. It's like when you have a purpose, like your purpose will surpass like the resources that you need. Like God will make a way. Like we all got fed like literally. And I mean like phys- like spiritually, like mentally, we all left with something and we all like, we got swag, we had food, we had des- tons of dessert. We all like, it was incredible. So I left with that. Also, um, one of the presenters is like just... She's like the dean of the, of this law program and a black woman and like just already like already in a position that's like the cards are stacked against her or in a position where like many people aren't doing what she's doing. And I mean, I learned endless things from her, but I think the most, I would say like the most poignant thing that I learned. And you know what? Because I am 
you know, a product of the internet. I wrote my notes down because I don't be remembering nothing. Let me find where it is. You would think that I would have these notes already for you. All right, hold on, y'all. Um, oh my gosh, I cannot find it. We're just gonna we're gonna figure out where it is. I mean, I'm like I had to I had to write these things down because it was just so much. Like, I mean, we it was like a five hour, it was a five hour seminar. So let me find it. Let me find it. Let me let me find it. Y'all like that run? Okay. So basically, what I learned from this amazing woman was that we have to be honest about who we are. And like one of the things she said, she was like, dude, I she's like, I'm a I'm a preacher, I'm a I'm a daughter of a pastor. She was like, I am not nice. She's like, you you know, when you think of nice people and smiles and giggles, she's like, I do not do that. She's like, I'm a very serious woman. I'm a very logical person I'm a lawyer like I am not a nice person and she's like I love the Lord but I'm a not I'm not a nice person and I I was like well that's very like I kind of like tussled like tossed and turned on that I'm like ooh, like you love the Lord but you're not nice but I'm like she knows that she's I like from what I interpreted from it she's not like a nice cheery bubbly person she's just like a very like straight-faced person and I you know I I respect it um but what she talked about specifically was like being authentic in who you are, um, being inclusive and um, being an inclusive leader. And what she said that really, really spoke to me was like inclusive leaders are aware of their own biases and preferences and they're aware um, of the, how influential they are and um, they're aware of like how much their influence can can essentially cloud the decisions of an organization. You know, if if you have certain biases, like you really can be a hindrance or a blockage towards um, advancing the goal of of an organization. And that is mortifying to me, very mortifying. And she just said that she would love to see a society where, um, where inclusion means seeing utilizing and celebrating um others in every way and that is what inclus inclusivity means to me and it's very interesting i have to say this i knew that it was like a leadership seminar but there was like an inclusivity um undertone to it i mean it was an overtone it was not like hidden and i was like i'm so like i i'm y'all like i used to be so much into like the frou-frou wokeness all of that and i was like okay I like inclusivity honestly like to me isn't even a word anymore I just hear it so much diversity inclusion I'm like here we go like I don't know if anybody else feels like that but I just really kind of felt like that in the beginning when I started seeing it like in print and I was like okay here we go but like the way that she um stated this I really love it so she you know her words as in inclusivity is a world where user where leaders are aware of their influence and they're creating a collaborative 
um, environment where a society can see, utilize, and celebrate others in every way. I'm like, that's inclusivity. I can get with that. It actually has meaning again for me. And I really love, as a lover of words, I'm so ecstatic that somebody put meaning back into a word that I truly feel is overused and has no meaning anymore. So that was really cool. Um, just quickly, um, she says, exert your influence to bring change. Like, like you know, like another very um, overused expression, like be the change you want to see. And she talked about introspection, vulnerability, humility, um, community, emotional intelligence, and self-awareness. And that was just really, really, really... Um, meaningful to me. And there was a uh, Dr. John Barton, who's just like out of this world. He's a theologian, but also an academic. And that really means something to me because I don't, I know I have some academics in, in, in the room that are listening and some, the, you know, uh, people that love uh, theology, that love the Bible. And I know those two worlds tend to like butt heads a bit, but when those two worlds come together, it's like the black arm, the black muscular arm and the, and the white muscular arm, like twisted, like that one meme that that is how I feel about when our communities come together because I am a I am a self-proclaimed person that loves the Bible. I love to study the Bible. I love God's word and I also love like I love Freud and Freud is like the Bible like Christians are crazy. Like it, there's tension between these two worlds, you know? And I love when God can take an academic like I don't even I'm a person that goes to school. Am I an academic? That's a big umbrella. Like that's a really big like term to put on someone. I don't put it on myself. Maybe I should. And that's a whole nother conversation. But like I love, so I'm a lover of these two things. And when God, God has given me a love and a passion for knowledge and for, for education and also a passion for his word. I'm like, God, I don't, I don't know if anybody ever feels like this. Like if you're a dancer, um, but you're a Christian and you're like, well, dance can be like, I like to dance. Like, God, did you really design me to do dance? Like, look at what some dance represents. Am I called to do this? You know, or if you're a chef and you love the Lord, you're like, what is cooking? Why did you like breed this love of cooking in me? What can that do to serve the kingdom? Or if you're a business person, like what, why do I love, why am I good with money and good with business and, and leading people? God, what does that mean? I know a lot of greedy business owners and I know a lot of wealthy people that, that are greedy, that don't love the Lord. Like, God, why did you call me into this? And I did not mean to go off on this tangent, but I want to say this. And I really feel like the Holy Spirit is, is really speaking right now. I feel like God definitely puts these these passions and these interests in us because we are called to use them. And, I, and, and my pastor was talking about this. His, his, his message right now is the church has left the building. He's talking about how God has given us certain uh, gifts and talents and, 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 and um, burdens to go take care of it. And it's so wild because the, I'm, we'll get to it, but what I'm working on a project that I'm working on right now, I literally was saying this to a, a client of mine and our pastor said it. I said it on Thursday. Our pastor said it on Sunday. Like God is completely speaking through to us right now about vocation and about, and about purpose and about passion and about, uh, and about our talents and who we, he's called us to be because it's like, dude, I just think about just certain, I just think about the relationship that I had with my therapist 
during the pandemic when I was like, I don't like, I I think I've told this story a million times. And I said, I don't like Christians. I don't want nothing to do with Christians. And my therapist changed my life. She is one of the reasons why I'm A, in California and B, why I'm in mental health. And I find out through the grapevine that she's a Christian. This whole time I'm like, I don't mess with Christians. I don't like Christians. And she's a Christian. You never know. Like God had called her to be a therapist, to help the hundreds of people that she's helped. But it's that one, if she would have never been in my life, would I even be here to talk to y'all about this? So I truly believe that like the, the things that we are passionate about, things that we love, God can do something with it. And it's up to us to sacrifice it to God or to have that conversation with God. Like, hey, you know, what is it that like, okay, do Lord, I'm giving this back to you. What can you do with it? I was reading... Today, oh my gosh, y'all, I was reading in Ezekiel. Oh my gosh, I was reading it in Ezekiel because I'm almost like, I'm being really, really, I'm being really transparent right now. I was reading, I, I came across this YouTube video that I didn't like. It was about like a lot of, and I know I have some, some, some listeners that don't believe in God and that aren't into like this spooky stuff. Just, just follow with me there. I was, it was a, it was a video on YouTube that I was like, not trying to like deal with right before I recorded this. And it was like a bunch of things in society that are like super demonic. And it like opens your spirit up to, um, to demonic uh, oppression and I was like oh let me another thing I can't do I remember I was told yoga was demonic and meditation was demonic and I was like yo these are my like these are the things that I do and I really struggled with letting go of those things and you know like God allows us to continue to grow like I'm a lover of knowledge so you know sometimes then sometimes hearing truth and knowledge it hurts at first but you know you pivot and you and you ask the Lord to help you and you have asked the Lord to help you digest it and understand it and so I was in my feelings about it still in my feelings honestly I'm processing I ended up re ended up kind of going down this uh rabbit hole about oh my gosh y'all just please like just listen right I, I go down this rabbit hole and people are talking about placenta and how eating placenta is not like biblical. And and if you want to know why, the reason why is that placenta is an organ of the body that you're eating. And some people debate that it's, it belongs to your child. And they're saying that if you're eating an organ, which eating an organ of another human or of a human is a source of cannibalism. And if you look up the word cannibalism, that's what it is. I know I did not mean to go on this tangent. But anywho, so it, uh, this person on a message board posted this scripture, just kind of providing some clarity. And I'm going to bring it up. Um, it's Ezekiel 16. <clears throat> Where is it? I have to read this. I was like literally reading it with my mouth open. I I did not plan to say this. And this is probably why... The Lord had me read this because I was like, what is happening right now? And I pro- let me just read this and I promise I will move on. Okay, because it's, it's starting to get a little. What does Nini say? It's getting weird. <laughs> okay, here it is. 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 Oh, my gosh. Okay, verse... I'm just going to read verse 9 to 15. I'm going to go quick, y'all, because we're already 21 minutes in. I was going to make this a 30-minute episode. (laughs) Okay, 
So it says, then I bathed you and washed off your blood and rubbed fragrant oils into your skin. I gave you expensive clothing off of fine linen and silk, beautifully embroidered in sandals made of fine goatskin leather. I gave you lovely jewelry, bracelets, beautiful necklaces, a ring for your nose, earring for your ears, and a lovely crown for your head. And so you were adorned with gold and silver. Your clothes were made of fine linen and costly fabric and were beautifully embroidered. You ate the finest foods, choice flour, honey, and olive oil and became more beautiful than ever. You looked like a queen and so you were. Your fame soon spread throughout the world because of your beauty. I dressed you in my splendor and perfected your beauty, says the sovereign Lord, but you thought your fame and beauty were your own. So you gave yourself as a prostitute to every man who came along. Your beauty was theirs for the asking. Okay, I'm just going to stop right there. Like we can, I could do a whole podcast just on that. And so (laughs) like, I, what do I even say after God is dragging dragging so I I say all that to say like like everything that God gives us is not for us it's for him it's for his purpose and I feel like I've been talking about this for literally three months but I honestly I feel like it's very important that I'm seeing and it's I'm learning it as I go God has given us intellect for ourselves God has given us beauty for ourselves ladies our beauty is not for men just to just to snag a guy and to get money and to be a city girl and you know a girl God has given us everything that we have for other people God has given us a home to share with people God has given us a car to give people rides and to 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 go and bless other people God has given us finances to bless other people everything that we have we did not earn it it belongs to the Lord okay so there's that and I don't know how I got on this placenta store oh yeah so the so the placenta uh message board that I was reading the lady dropped that scripture and I was like oh my gosh so I want to say that all that to say that like God gives us certain talents and gifts and passions and um and passions and purpose to serve the kingdom and to build the kingdom and to reach out to people and encourage people and when we are inclusively here's that word here's that buzzword when we're being inclusive we are what we're serving we're using our influence to collaborate and to build a society that sees utilizes and celebrates others in every way come on now ain't that so good All right, seeing that I spent my entire budgeted time (laughs) on the intro (laughs) of this episode, I got about six minutes. So Dr. John Barton talked about being a uh, effective leader and I shared it on a story, I believe. And if you want to see the story, just DM me because I don't have the note. I wrote the notes on paper. I didn't actually write them like in my phone. I took some um, notes on my phone and some on um, this piece of paper. But one of the things that he struck, that struck me was as a leader, leaders apologize. Like he told a story about how his son's, um, his his friend had, his his friend's son played on the basketball team and they got destroyed by this other team. And instead of the um, coach cussing them out, like I've been cussed out. Um, if you played sports, I'm sure you've been cussed out before. Instead of cussing out the entire team and screaming bloody murder, he apologized to the team and was like, listen, I did not set y'all up for 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 winning I set y'all up for failure and that is my fault and I it is my duty to make you better so I apologize and I will never put you guys in this space again and it really 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 impacted me because I know um I've been a leader who has not set my team up for 
um, for winning. And then they, you know, they went with the bare minimum to battle and were destroyed, you know, by clients or by the, the environment or whatever. And it like thinking and really made me think of the situations where I, you know, didn't set my team up for, for winning or I was serving on the team. You know, I wasn't like a title, but I was another member and I wasn't serving my team um, serving the other people on the team or my leaders in a in an efficient and effective way, and it just really made me think. So I, you know, it, every like pe- like our pastor says, it's like every like he's like I want everybody in this church to be a preacher, not just me. Like everyone is a leader. Like we are all God gives us sovereignty and dominion over something. Like He gave Adam dominion over his family and the earth, and we have like like if you don't like if you don't know dominion, like dominion. I know I use a, if you're not familiar with these words I do use a lot of like Christianese words because like that's just what I know like I grew up in Christianity and I'm still in Christianity so like these are the words that I use and I try my best if I'm like really cognizant to um use like layman's terms but dominion is like authority it's, it's control so, you know, God gave Adam control over the whole earth and he called him to rule over the earth. And so, like, if you are a leader at your job, you're a supervisor or you're a manager or you have children or you, um, you know, have a team or you have employees or you lead a volunteer team or even if you're just a st- if you're a student. Like I've learned in life, a leader does not have to have a role in a title. A leader is anybody that pulls up. And I remember recently I was with some people that were younger than me and I was, and I realized like, Hey, like there's, there's a kind of a specific conversation me and God are having right now with like my role in, in the body of Christ. And there, what, like, how do I say this? I'm not trying to tell you all my business now, right? No, <laughs> there it, God has called me to be a leader in a certain area. And I was not like utilizing what God has given me to do that. Right. Um, so I truly believe that we all lead something, even if you are, you are an intern and you are a freshman and you live at home and you're the youngest and you are the newest volunteer and you know what I mean? Or you clean the bathroom or like just think, you know, or you work in a fast food or anything that like we may think, oh, I'm nobody. Any kind of position where we think we're nobody. Like I often joke about my job and like how like I'm like the newest hired and like where I, I have to, you know, in psychology, girl, you got to work your way up. Like I, a part of my training is to work as an intern for one year. Right. So like I look at that like I ain't nobody. I'm just an intern. You you know what I mean? But that's actually not how it is. Like one way to look at it is like, this is training, baby girl. Like this is training for what you're doing in, in the, in the future. I just did an episode. Why Georgia? Why of, of how God had me in certain places because he was going to, he was preparing me for the future. And by the way, for those that did listen to that last episode, do y'all remember how I talked about how I grew up going to etiquette classes and then I ended up at a, like surprisingly at like a mixer and um, I was with like a bunch of it, like people that basically like can decide if I graduate or not. And like the dean of my program and I was not using my manners and I had to like, whoa, girl, like remember where you are. And so funny. So I was like, could not wait to tell y'all. I ended up um, there. I knew that another event was coming up and like, you know, they're all, they, I always get invited to these kind of things. They're like my, my coworkers are just amazing. And they're always like extending an invite. 
especially if there's food, they're like, come get food. Like, we like we know you like to eat, girl. And so I wasn't going to go because I was like, I have a lot of stuff to do. Like, I have, like, all this stuff. I had papers due. And I ended up being at, I had a training to do. I ended up being at work super late. And, like, literally three people came. into. I wasn't the only person in the office. And three people came into the office. And they're like, calm down, calm down, come get some food. And I was like, fine. And I heard the menu, like, the menu. I had already knew about it. So I was like, let me go downstairs. And got a thought, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I ended up going down there and um, here we go. Same people, the deans and these like high level people that have been working, you know, at this place for 20 years. And I was like, I already know. Like I had watched, I had refreshed my memories and I watched some videos about etiquette and I refreshed my memory about, you know, what I learned when I was young. And so I, I showed up to the table. I was confident. I did what I needed to do. I, you know, made some jokes. I, you know, I felt like I made a good impression and I was like, I'm where I'm supposed to be. This is, I have a seat at the table, baby. And I am working what God has given me. And I felt so happy about that. So I just wanted to shout that out. Like truly like what I've been experiencing in my life is that like God really be, God really be setting us up, you know, like for lack of better terms, God really tries to like a lot of who we are as who God sees us to be. He really does give us like little, like, um, like little previews. And a lot of us, a lot of people, I'm, I'm going to be, also very vulnerable as a person who struggled with self-image as a person who's like god even to this day y'all i'm like wait you want me to go in la for god what i love my hometown i was perfectly fine where i lived in my freaking adorable park i have apartments and it's so funny because um, a, a woman who I absolutely love, she's like a second mother to me. She posted a video like driving through my old hometown or my own, my own neighbor, my old neighborhood. There's beautiful flowers blooming. And I go, oh my gosh, I miss it there so much. She goes, but you have the ocean. <laughs> and I was like, dang, I didn't even think about it that way, girl. Like in it's so it's so interesting it's so interesting like I have been truly like for I you know I've been out here for several years and most of the time I've been out here I've been fighting God on it I'm like God you can send me home God's okay uh-uh. I was it's a long vacation I'm done uh-uh. like I literally have been fighting honestly up until January I said God I am going to enjoy living in LA now. I know for I know without a shadow of a doubt that I live here now. That I, that like not I live here now. That this is where I'm called to be. I'm going to enjoy it. And then once I did that, y'all, I have had so much fun. I have loved my life, and it it brings me it brings me to my last point. Look at how we're rounding this up. It brings me to another um another. This is like breakout rooms. One of the uh, one of the last breakout rooms I was in, and the woman that presented was incredible. And what she said was she struggled with something that people call imposter syndrome or imposter phenomenon. And I want to read you the definition of it because she had like, she had slides and, you know, she, she had it going on. I'm, I would love to share this with y'all. I'm going to sh- try to do my best to put it online because I really feel like it will be, um, I don't know. I just feel like it'll be helpful. So she said, let me find. Okay, imposter syndrome is a term coined in 1978 by psychiatrists Pauline Rose Clance and Suzanne Ines. It's a phenomenon that describes when people feel as if they are frauds and others will soon find out they do not belong. 
imposter syndrome typically affects high achievers and um, specifically individuals from historically underrepresented backgrounds. And she goes into like the different types of um, imposter syndrome. And one of the things that she talked about in imposter syndrome was being, okay, so she tells her story. And her story was like about imposter syndrome. She grew up a uh, first generation college student, goes to community college, tells the counselor she wants to go to a four a four um four year school. Immediately the counselor dismisses her. And so many people have this problem because I actually have a counselor story too, very similar to hers, where I was told by a counselor that I wasn't gonna do what I ended up doing anyways. Um and really, really just um, made her feel very small. And so she ended up getting into a four-year school and kind of struggled with like, just struggled with feeling like she had the, the, like feeling she had authority to be there. And it's very interesting because it was, this whole thing was a belonging, inclusivity and diversity leaderships uh thing and i'm like okay belonging diversity leader like i said before just words that i go in and out my my ear and guess what the definition of belonging is y'all like i literally didn't i never thought about it this way this is a from another um this was from another lecture from our dean and it said belonging is a person's perception of acceptance and feeling heard and seen within a given group so it's your perception of acceptance so this woman got into the school did all that she needed to do, got accepted, paid her money, and was they were like, okay, do your thing, love. And she was still struggling with believing that she belonged there. And here I am. I came to LA. God literally sent me here. I had no thoughts of coming to LA. I wanted to live in the OC or San Diego. That was the two places I wanted to live all my life. Never thought about Hollywood. Never thought about LA. Didn't even like think twice about it. And God planted my black behind here, right? And so many times I'm like, I don't belong here. I don't fit in here. This is not for me. I want to go back to my small town. Y'all doing too much. Everybody's perfect. This what that's what that's what hindered me to even leave my hometown to move away. Even though I knew in my heart that I needed to move, I had been dreaming of moving away. But I was like, I don't want to move to California. Everybody's skinny there. I don't want to move to California. Everybody's rich. I don't want to move to California. Everybody's perfect. And obviously that is not true. That is not true, right? So she she likened um, imposter syndrome to be on a tightrope, walking a tightrope. She's like, has anybody ever walked a tightrope? And I feel like I did in like, like a weird school thing or something. And she was like, one of the things that they tell you when you're looking on a, when you're walking on a tightrope to help you is to not look down. <laughs> and not also do you like, don't look down, but look straight ahead. And one, this is the most, this is honestly the most, powerful thing that I heard this entire day. And if you are struggling with imposter syndrome and struggling with who God called you to be, if God is calling you into a room that you're not even there yet and you don't think that you belong, this is what she said. If you're walking on a tightrope, you're doing something that's impossible, don't look down. Don't look down at what would happen if you fail and don't look behind at, at where you could have been because you are, you, you could, you just, if you keep looking ahead, you will be already at the finish line. So when I feel like I remember, I've talked about it here. When I was feeling one day, I remember I took a I I took a long way to church one day, and I drove through Beverly Hills, and I was like up, I was up on a hill, and I like I was looking down, 
And I remember being, I had like a mini panic attack on the way to church. It's like recent too. I don't often have panic attacks. I haven't had panic attacks for a long, long time. And I had a little mini panic attack. I was like, what am I doing? I'm just going to keep it real with y'all. I have nothing to hide. I was like, what am I doing here? What am I doing here? We don't have buildings like this where I'm from. We don't have small little cities amongst the cities. Like there's like multiple downtowns in Los Angeles. There's not just the downtown. There's like a downtown Santa Monica and a downtown North Hollywood and a downtown Inglewood and a downtown here. I'm like, we don't have that. We got one downtown. We got one downtown. What you mean? I don't belong here. And God continuously shows me who I am. And you know what helps? When I look ahead, when I plan, when I dream, when I say, God, I want to align with your dream that you have for me. I want to see myself for how you see me. I pray that every day that the Lord, that the Lord will show me that I will see myself for how he sees me. And that will, that will completely change your mindset on, on who, who you are supposed to be. And I just, when I tell y'all this seminar really, really, really just completely, I don't know, it just did something to my spirit and it did something for me. And I want to say this, I am now taking clients for purpose, purpose and resilience and goal setting coaching. And I haven't really told anybody. I've only told people like in passing, people that I know are interested in this field and, you know, uh, classmates and coworkers and, you know, a, a mentor of mine. And I, I reached out to a client who I thought would be wonderful. And I want to tell my listeners first, because y'all are my ride or dies. Like y'all are my supporters and I love y'all so much. And I'm going to launch, you know, this business. And it was such an honor to go to something like this. And I want to let y'all know that not only am I completing, I've completed my first year of my two-year program as a clinical psychologist, as a, you know, as a clinical therapist. And I have, you know, one more, I have one more year left. I don't know how long it's going to take me in Jesus name. It'll take me, it'll be quick, but I have put over a year in of, of my training. I've completed a, um, a life coaching certification course. And because I'm able, I'm able to go sit under a teaching with a doctor, Tim O'Brien, who was the first black woman and president of the APA, the American Psychological Association, and brilliant people like Dr. John Barton and, and just wonderful people. And this is a part of my life. Like, this is what I get to do for fun. I get to sit at dinner with the dean of a psychological, um, of a psych program at one of the, of a prestigious uh, a college in Cal- in Los Angeles. I get to have dinner with somebody and I get to be poured into from people like that. And I want to offer an, an opportunity for my listeners to have an opportunity to work with me so that we can find your purpose. We can become more resilient in life where we, I can help you set some goals. And um, you can hit me up. You can email me at adri at audaciousadrishow.com or you can hit me up on Instagram. Um, there is a link in my bio. It says, I believe it says book. Let me tell you, I want to be sure. I want to be sure. Like it's not 
quite launched yet. So this is like a first look at getting some space because I do, you know, I do work and I do go to school. So there is limited space for me to take clients. Oh, there is a, a link in my profile. It's right under like my link tree. It's, it'll say like um, share profile. I don't know what it looks like for y'all, but let me see what it says on like somebody else's. Okay, that's not working. Okay, in my profile, y'all, if you use your if you use your eyes, it says book now, and you can book a complimentary session with me anywhere. Because life, the cool thing about life coaching, y'all, is there is no limitation. There are no limitations with location. You can be in Kenya, you can be in Australia, you can be in China, you can be in Florida, you can be in Alaska, you can be in Toronto, you can be wherever you want, and I'm still able to help to assist you. And we can work through the um the time zone things I'm actually like I get up in the morning I'd be happy to serve you however you know I'll I'll make it you know if this is something that you're interested in investing in yourself in I would love to work with you and um I just lost my train of thought y'all because I was thinking all these beautiful cities of people I want to work with but oh yeah just click book book link in uh book now in my profile and you will book a, a complimentary consultation. We'll see if you're right for what I do because I'm not a, yet a therapist. This is not therapy. This is coaching. This is motivation. This is goal setting. This is helping you find your purpose. It's a very particular curriculum for this. And I want to offer this, um, you know, to you if it's something that you, you know, think would be right for you. There is a cost. It's an eight-week program and you, with the option of extending it. And I, my clients now are very, very happy. I've been having a lot of fun. We've been seeing a lot of change y'all. And like, it's so interesting when you're, when you think of what purpose is and what your purpose is and like finding your purpose is like, I, I had already been in school. Like I had been in school, but I didn't know where I wanted to go with, with psychology. And this opportunity, this opportunity is what opened the door to me to go to school. But I stopped doing coaching for a while because I was focusing on my life and just life happens. But I picked it back up and I'm just so happy to be doing this. So if you're interested in you know, working, me working with you to help you find your purpose so that you can feel as, as motivated and elated and life just full of life. Like I, like I feel, I want to extend an opportunity to you before the world knows. Like I have that, that little tiny book now in my profile. I haven't, you know, it's not public yet, but I wanted to offer it to y'all because I know that y'all would enjoy it. And if you specifically are struggling with any, with, um, with, with, if you're struggling in any of those areas where it's, um, being an inclusive leader, um, being, a, um, a leader, an accountable leader, or if you're struggling with imposter syndrome, like I would love to give you the tools that I had the opportunity to, to have. And the, this is one of the, one of the many benefits of working with me. And so I'm so grateful for y'all. Y'all, I just want to celebrate. I just completed my first year of grad school. And here's another thing, like I want to encourage all of you, if you're, if this is something, you know, if the coaching is not for you, I, I came on this podcast tonight. I was like, God, what are we going to talk about? And my my prayer is to encourage you that, and I've if you've never heard me say this before, if you have heard me say this before, I'm going to say it again. When I was in undergrad, I loved school. I loved undergrad, got great grades. Even when I had, I was living in a 
living in Buffalo in my own apartment at party school and was still partying, there were nights I had to say no to my friends because I was like, you know what? I feel like I need to do good on this. Like I need to say no so that you never know. But I knew in the back of my mind, I didn't really want, I was like, I don't really want to go to grad school. I don't have, I don't have what it takes to go to grad school. And I remember, you know, several years later when I applied, like literally a lifetime later, I applied to grad school. And literally the thing that I, one of the main reasons I didn't want to go to grad school, God eliminated that barrier. He eliminated that barrier and I, and I got in. And one of the, one of the things that helped me, because I don't have a psychology background, but one of the things that I know for a fact helped me get into the program was my grades. You have to have a certain GPA from your undergrad to get into this program. If I wouldn't have put in the work, you know, several years before in undergrad, I wouldn't have got into this program because not having a psychology, a psychology degree is kind of like, it kind of puts a, it kind of stacks some cards against you. So I'm just grateful and thankful that I did what I needed to do back then so that I can be where I am now. And I just want to encourage anybody that has a dream or wants to do anything in their life. I did not think that I would get into anybody's grad school. I didn't think that I would ever be in grad school. And I love every minute. I have wonderful grades. I get so much praise from my teachers for how, you know, for my work and for my writing and for my attitude. And I'm a leader. I'm a leader at school. No one has given me the title. I've given myself the title. God has given me that title. And I and I plan to use that to, to build the kingdom of God and to serve the world. And I would love this opportunity to serve you and to help you get to that place where you can walk in a room with your head held high and eat dinner at a table with kings because the bible says that that we will prepare here that god will prepare a table in the presence of our enemy the bible says that we will be amongst kings and queens let me find that scripture because i am not a liar okay where is that scripture it's let me find it i'm gonna google it i'm gonna google it i'm gonna find it i'm gonna find it because i know that it's there. And I, and I feel like my parents used to say this over me and my sister when we were kids. And of course my internet is not trying to cooperate right now. The devil is a liar. I have to find this. I don't think this is it. Okay. Well, we're going to go. This is not the, this is not the thing I'm looking for. I can't find the. I can't find the scripture, y'all, but I will post it when the Holy Spirit brings it back to my, brings it back to my attention. But there's a, it's a scripture and it's like, you will eat, like you will eat with kings and queens. And I've just always had that in my spirit because my parents told me and here I am and I want to, and it took some time because I had to believe it. So if you struggle with believing these things, I want to, I want to supply you with affirmations and, um, with scriptures to, to meditate on and scriptures to, to, to memorize and to write down and the tools and set you up with routines that you need and, and deal with some of these, um, thoughts that we may have in our mind that may be against who God calls us and against God's word and against who you're called to be. So I hope and pray that you are interested in this and I hope and pray that you will allow me to help to transform your life. So thank you so much for listening to the Audacious Adri show. And let's skip over for, let's get to a prayer. I want to pray for y'all. 
I don't know how we got to 50 minutes. I don't know how, but y'all, thank you for listening. I appreciate it. I'm going to make this quick. Father God, in the name of Jesus, thank you so much for allowing me to be here today. Thank you so much for blessing me with the mouth to speak, to speak your word, to speak encouragement, to um, to bless somebody with uh, with vulnerability and to encourage somebody with with my with the things that I, that I've struggled with. God, thank you so much for the trials and the tribulations that I've been through, so that I can help somebody else. God, that is such a privilege and such an honor. God, I just lift up all my listeners right now. God, I thank you for the people that support me, Lord, and. I just pray a blessing over them so that they're able to be who you've called them to be, do what you've called them to do, and they will just make the enemy so mad by by living their God-given purpose. God, I just speak purpose over every listener. I speak passion over every listener, God. I speak resilience over every listener, God, and I just pray that they will have the tools and uh, have the mindset that they need to reach their goals. Now, God, I just thank you so much for this uh, mantle you've given me and for this opportunity on this podcast to speak to speak um about my, you know the talents and the and the treasures and the passions and the purpose that you've given me lord and and i pray that anybody that doesn't know the lord that they, they will know him in this moment if you don't know the lord as your savior just know that we all fall short of the glory of god we all are sinners christians are not perfect they are we are sinners saved by the grace of god and grace is not something that we worked for something that that we earned is something that the lord has given us as a gift because the bible says that the wages of your sin is death we are all sinners, but, and when you sin, you, the, 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 the effect of that is death. But because we believe that Jesus died in our place, his blood shed washes all away, washes away that sin. So when you confess with your mouth and you know, in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and he died on the cross for you and that blood that he shed washed away all of your sin you receive the gift you received many gifts but the two biggest gifts that you receive is salvation which is means to be saved it means to be saved from the wages of death it means to be saved from going to hell it means to be saved from a punishment that we deserve and you receive his grace which is forgiveness like you know when you get like when they're they're arguing for something that we should i know i'm still praying but when they're arguing for something that we should be getting which is loan forgiveness like you pay something you pay and you and you get grace. Grace means wiping it all away. That's what God did for us. We should have been killed, but God gave us grace by believing in 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 his son Jesus as as a as a he went in our place. So Jesus was like the um, I don't even know a non-Christian word, but just I'm gonna say it and you can look it up and you can just do your Googles. He was a propitiation for our sins. He went in our place instead. And so if you believe that Jesus did that and you believe that he died on the cross in your place and you believe that you are a sinner and that you fall short and that you mess up and you lie and you know even the little white lies and you know you should you want you know you feel that little thing in your, in your gut that you should give the money to the homeless man but you're like uh-uh, I want to go get um, a latte instead you know things like that <laughs> trust me these are things that I've done all these are things that I just did today okay it's totally fine Just say, God, please forgive me for my sins. I know that I'm a sinner. I would like to give my heart to you. I I believe. Please forgive me, God, for all of my sin. I would like to receive the gift of salvation and your grace. Will you please wash me of your sin? I believe that you sent your son in my place because your word says that the wages for my sin is death. Lord, I do not want to die and go to hell. Please 
allow, I believe in you so that when I die, I can be with you in your kingdom of heaven. Lord, I come to you right now and I confess with my mouth that I am saved in Jesus name. Amen. And and then you're saved. And then you go and you get yourself a Bible and you go to a Bible believing Christian church that believes in the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and you are saved. And then this prayer will cover you. I pray I cover everyone with this prayer in the mighty name of Jesus that they will be abundant in all that they do, that they will trust you in all that they do. Thank you that your word says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Thank you that my listeners and my supporters are wise, that they know you, that they trust you, that they love you, and that they are doing what you have called them to do because your word says that before they were formed in your in their mother's womb, you knew them and you have positioned them. You have created them to be a prophet for the nations. Thank you, Lord, that you have given us gifts in academics. Thank you, Lord, that you've given us gifts in culinary skills. Thank you, Lord, that you've given us gifts in dance and singing and arts and social media management. Thank you, God, that you've given us gifts in acting and in writing and in um, in creation and construction and uh, teaching and med- in the medical field and tech. Lord, thank you that you have given us gifts all over and, and lots of as a plumbers and and mechanics or and, and vets and vet techs and uh, receptionists or in retail uh, retail people and business owners or thank you that you've given us gifts many many gifts to do your will and to do what you've called us to do Lord and I pray that you will protect us and cover us from the enemy Lord and no weapon formed against us shall prosper and any tongue that rises in um, against us shall be condemned in the mighty name of Jesus we pray Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to the Audacious Adria Show. I promise y'all, I did not mean to go this long. I love y'all so much and I pray that you have a great week.